to issue number 22 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the Herald of Hatred, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane, the fabulous furry freak. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> look, look, I take these phrases from the comics that we read and I don't make the rules, okay? That doesn't make them not rude. They're racist <laughs> phrases in the comics too, Andy. Why don't you just pick one of those? Oh, well, don't, don't worry, because uh, we also have Rory, the gold-hued dream of human perfection. <laughs> mm, mm. Hey, everybody. And, uh, and today's comics, we follow <clears throat> the Avengers, Captain Marvel, the Fantastic Four, Adam Warlock, Luke Cage, and Dracula. Oh, yeah, baby. And uh, <laughs> they take us from February to July of 1972. During this time frame, The Godfather is released in theaters. Also, after a leak to the press, the U.S. is forced to admit the details of the Tuskegee syphilis experiments they were doing on African-American men. Oh, what the fuck? And the Nixon administration secretly wiretaps phones in the Democratic National Committee headquarters and Watergate Hotel and office building. A scandal which, had it happened today, I am certain would have been called Watergate Gate. Is that a good joke? Did you like that? No, the joke is that if it happened today, nothing would have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing would have happened about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the joke is that we have about 30 Watergates a week. But uh, who's counting? We met Nixon this week. We did. We did actually get a little Nixon in the comics this week. <laughs> a little yeah, Nixon. We did. <laughs> a little Nixon. Just drop a little Nixon. Just a dash of Nixon. Mm, oh, mm, mm. you know your soup. Your soup tastes good, but you could you could stand to drop in a Nixon. <laughs> Just drop in Nixon. It's like it's like hanging brain. I'm dropping Nixon. <laughs> Not in polite company, Rory. You can't just drop Nixon whenever you want. <laughs> Look who came to the party. It's little Nixon. It's actually it's 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 actually interesting that we like we get Nixon in it was in Fantastic Four, right? In the in those two uh, Fantastic yes. Four issues that we read today. We got a little bit of Nixon. And not only do we get Nixon, but he drops a reference to uh Mitchell's wife. Yeah. Uh Martha Mitchell, who is a pretty big figure in the Watergate scandal. And this comic came out like two months before the Watergate scandal broke or something. Ooh. I don't know. It just it's oddly topical. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. So we kind of have to like at the, at the risk of this being like the longest podcast ever. We, we kind of got to keep ourselves moving along at some sort of clip. Yeah. With all these we, titles, it's going to have a it's going to have a tendency to sprawl. Sorry, Shane. Yeah. You know, no, no, it's fine. We do have a lot to talk about, Andy, because I am angry at you we are talking what? about listen don't even say a word we're talking about fantastic four first fantastic, fantastic four, four first. is fantastic four first is the first thing we're talking about it is the number one thing on my list because andy i swear to god 
<laughs> I <laughs> I feel like you keep giving us the same <laughs> two comics to read. <laughs> it never pays off. It never pays off. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. I feel like the last four times Andy has given us Fantastic Four, it has been this. It has been them and Galactus, and then nothing happens. Oh my like god! Four times now, and it's like a big joke on Shade and Rory. <laughs> Look, we can't we can't blame me for this unless I'm going to pre-read everything from Internet Wisdom. Unless I'm going to pre-screen this, I'm never going to know how bad they are. <laughs> yeah, but if we but if we were going on a strikes on a strike-based system, Fantastic Four would long have been axed. <laughs> okay. So, all right. What I'll give Fantastic Four this week is that we only had two issues, and of all of the stuff that we read, I think it had the least amount of text. So it was the easiest to just kind of blaze through. It was well, because we've read the story. We've we've read the yes. same story eight <laughs> times. So we all know what happens. Yeah. Uh, to recap, Galactus shows up again, I guess, trying to get back together with his bay silver surfer who doesn't want him back. And <laughs> he shows uh, up in his little car holding like a boom box out the window. Like, hey, babe. <laughs> and yeah him and the fantastic four and silver surfer fight a bit and then reed like hijacks his car and then uh he reprograms his spaceship to act to when he leaves he doesn't leave into our universe he actually leaves into the negative zone and they think they've gotten rid of galactus forever but we're still back to status quo with silver surfer because he still can't leave earth so sorry buddy at least that's the vibe i got at the end right I mean, yeah. yeah, I think, I think, yeah. It is the same, it is absolutely the same shit. They just keep, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. At least, let me, let me check the reading list. We're not coming back to Fantastic Four, like, anytime soon. So you can go ahead and say goodbye to them for now. It's because people caught on to it. Someone someone got on the news and was like, hey, have you guys noticed that Fantastic Four has been the same book like 11 times? <laughs> How do they, they can't keep getting away with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, well, let's go ahead and mark that one off the list. We did it. We talked about Fantastic Four. Bye. <laughs> well, if you want to blast through the, the least interesting material point by point, I think the next one is Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's I I agree with that. Let's finish out the Kree Scroll War. It's a nice chunky like event, but honestly it's it's such a it's such a mess. It's it it's was a huge it mess. was it was poison on my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically a, it's basically a novella for one. It's nothing but text and none of nothing that happens is at all justified like for that much reading, it should make sense. Like, that should be why the text mm-hmm. is there. But you could have looked at the pictures and had just as good of an idea of what's going down. Which is to say, not very much of an idea. Like... Not very much. It's really it's really upsetting how, how tough to understand this whole arc was. People are, like, teleporting. <laughs> People split up into different ships and land in other ships. They gave Rick Jones powers. Like They gave get, Rick Jones powers only to Rick then Jones be powers. like, you're not special. Any human could have done this. Shut up, Rick Jones. <laughs> and then... Shut up, Rick! 
<laughs> did Marvell send Rick Jones into the negative zone, or did the the Supreme Intelligence do that? The Supreme Intelligence pulled him back out after he shot a Nihilus one time. What was the point of seeing a Nihilus one time? Why did we do that? This like you could look at almost every page and go, why is this happening, and never find an answer. I I think I think I'll I'll say one good thing about it, which is that there there was a one page where I was really clued in and was like on board with what was going on. And it was because it was simple to understand drama where like over the course of this arc, we've been seeing that the vision and the Scarlet Witch are like clearly into each other and they don't want to admit it. Or like vision doesn't want to have a relationship with someone who's not also a robot or whatever. Right. I mean, it's weird, but at one point when vision is like trying to figure out where the Skrull throne world is because that's where Wanda's being kept. He goes like full ape shit on a Skrull and he's like just murdering him. And <laughs> Iron Man is like, you don't know what you're doing. And Vision goes, uh, correction, Iron Man. My brain is a miniaturized high-speed computer. I always know precisely what I'm doing. I am killing him. And that was a crazy panel. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, really? This got so dark for one panel for no reason. Yeah, Rick Jones summons other heroes at some point with his Ah. powers that he has for one page. I did like the Flaming Skull guy, the prototype... uh, Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider, yeah. Oh, Flame Skull. Blazing Skull is his name? Blazing Skull, not to be confused with Blazing Scroll. For a character who shows up for basic... I mean, all of them show up for less than a page, so like he managed to leave an impression compared to everybody else. The Patriot was pretty good. Namor was significantly less naked than I was promised on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you if you caught on to what was going on there, they were uh, those were all Atlas Comics and Timely Comics heroes from before they renamed to Marvel and sort of rejudged their universe. I did know that. I mean, I read a, I read a summary of this issue because I just didn't. I didn't get any <laughs> any of what was going on, and they yeah, mentioned yeah. like you know Rick Jones summons the 1940s comic book characters. Yeah, which again is like why does that why did that need to happen in this arc about the Kree versus the Skrulls versus the like the Inhumans were there for a second for no reason and now they're not a part of it. Like, yeah, it was a mess. It was a huge mess. I understand the significance of it. I get that it was like the first thing that they did of its kind, but it really. It does not bear reading in 2021, I'll tell you that. (laughs) It it really pissed me off because the beginning of Avengers 96, the first one we read, the Mm -hmm. artwork was so, like, brought me in. I was like, oh, this looks like a Calvin and Hobbes kind of space scene going on. And I was like, ready for some Spaceman Biff antics. But then it was literally just text. It's like, if you can imagine the art being beautiful and then the text shows up and beats the shit out of the art and then throws it in a trash can. Like <laughs> There's that's... no room for the art to live or at least to breathe yeah. rather. Ugh. Well, and then when people talk, they're saying things like scan men switch to manual Magno image. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking stop with this faux sci-fi bullshit and write a story. You guys. All I, all I wrote was space talk is bad. That's my only note. <laughs> Space talk yeah. is bad. For, yeah, I mean, sometimes you get uh, there's sometimes that's where fun shit lives. Like I liked some of the space jargon, but with how much other text was needed to tell the story, it had no business being there in this in these issues. Yeah, I I tend to skim uh, combat dialogue. It's almost always people just narrating what they're what narrating they're doing. their punches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I will say reading these comics has taught me how to read these comics, which is which is knowing which yeah. types of word bubbles and word like and like narration boxes I can probably just sort of skip. <laughs> you know, let my eyeballs just kind of glaze over that one. It's not always true, right? Because like no. we're going to talk about Dracula and I did want to read every word in Dracula. But yeah, Dracula was well written. As was Luke Cage, and Luke Cage was also texty because because he's a he's a funny talking man, and he has some good. He's got some good zingers in there. Let's cross another one off our list. The Avengers can go fuck off. This this Kree yeah. Scroll War go bye bye. We did you. We did you. We can say we did you, and we move on. Mm-hmm. What's next? What's what's the the next least interesting thing? Maybe Warlock. Yeah, yeah. Warlock looks like it could be good, but uh, sort of following the the trend with avengers uh shit ton of text a lot of backstory that's not really backstory it's like some sort of chronology yeah it's weird it's like they feel like they need to just sort of recap his previous appearances rather than like human history it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah the the amount of time that we spend sort of going like yeah you remember this character that who was just named him he showed up in these issues right he showed up in like this a hulk story and then the, uh, the the very small amount of time that comparatively that we spend learning about the race of furries that says this creepy guy created <laughs> i wanted to know more about the furry race <laughs> i didn't quite follow what was all going on with them yeah uh, are there so there's multiple sects of furries there's good furries and bad furries i think <laughs> I, yes, I that's believe true. so. <laughs> that's true of any any tribe of furries. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we we haven't we currently haven't read any of the high evolutionary content. He was like, I think we read uh, a couple issues of Thor that like led into his appearance, but we didn't actually read his appearance. But yeah, I guess like well, from what I gathered, he's just this like human guy who wanted to advance evolution of humans and then like kind of turned himself into a god somehow through science and then was like that was not very fun and turned himself back into a more mortal person but he still has all these crazy powers including the power to just create a planet and seed it with life and hit fast forward and skip a billion years of evolution on it so that we get to more humans yeah this is this is earth too right like earth dose (laughs) Yeah, we have yet again. If you if you listen to our other podcast, Saturday morning Tuesdays, it's a different Earth that also did Jesus. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. We have once again created a counter Earth, which is an Earth, a, a planet that lives in supposedly an opposite orbit from Earth that we can't see because it's being blocked by the sun all the time. Uh, and that's that's sort of the the shitty sci-fi idea that we're dealing with. And and over the course of these two issues, the uh, the high evolutionary creates a new planet. And yeah, he speeds up evolution and I guess maybe controls it so that it does the same shit Earth did and humans do the same shit they did on Earth, except there's no superpowers, no superheroes, no supervillains. It's very contrived. Yeah, it's lame. But he... Also, earlier made a race of furries and I had so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> because he has this one loyal servant named Sir Ram. Who's Sir a Ram? Ram I man. love Sir Ram. I love Sir Ram. I would die for <laughs> Sir Ram. He is just this like jacked Ram's head boy. <laughs> yeah. And he made like an evil wolf man. And the evil wolf man comes back with like a, a you know his cadre of all the other evil furries and they're going to fuck up everything the high evolutionary made enter this character warlock 
who I guess also comes from earlier Marvel stuff that we didn't check out, but it was, he's just a, he's a created human, right? Like he's just like, gen, like and genetically engineered to be like a. He's out of some pod. Yeah. He's a pod man. He's a pod man who's made to be a very sexy golden man. He's got golden skin. He glows. He doesn't wear a lot of clothing and they draw more muscles on him than you can possibly imagine. He's like, he's like molten man, but without the slippery. He's like molten man, but not nearly as fun in the fun in the bedroom. Uh, he's like a he's like the worst kind of gold, like a dry gold. It's just a dry clothed gold. <laughs> uh, but interestingly, they've they've all again sort of like you know at this point quadrupled down on the the Shazam lightning bolt. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they have. And it's just throwing shade. There's no reason to do it. <laughs> uh, I think I think Adam Warlock, who he has that name by the end of the two issues that we have. It's a great name. It's a great name. It's a wonderful name. And I think he has potential to be interesting. I, I'm I'm always kind of interested. It's a, it, He's a very silver server, surfer like figure. Yeah. Just sort of like. But he's gold. So it's different. Yeah, he's it's totally different because he's gold. We need a bronze guy now who's also kind of <laughs> a, yeah. He, a cosmic... he crash lands on Earth and is sort of cosmic and wise, but but sort of unaware of our ways and has to learn. Yeah, and 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 like emotionally detached, sort of, and yeah, yeah. same. But <laughs> Shane, you can be our bronze guy. I am. I am the bronze guy. Yeah. So so he his cocoon, the high evolutionary sort of picks up his cocoon and when all the furries show up and start causing problems he breaks out and is like i am a golden strong man and just sort of fucks shit up and immediately the high evolutionary is like oh you're my new son (laughs) (laughs) and i guess that's what it is now i guess i found you you're my new son he he goes through the whole like having the sun arc, and then at the very end of it, the very last panel is like when when Adam Warlock pieces out, he's like, ah, I am losing my son again, and it's just like stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because then he goes down to the the counter Earth, and he meets a bunch of hippie kids. Uh, who've all run away from their very authoritarian fathers. Uh, are they counterculture? Sort of, <laughs> they're counter-Earth counterculture. <laughs> and and I guess, like, for an issue, he's got amnesia, and, like, the evil evil man-beast sends Rodan, the master of the Hounds of Helios, after him. Why does he need amnesia when we don't know his character? It, I know. It's such a dumb idea. <laughs> It's wild. I this is so this is uh, uh this is two issues in Marvel premieres. This is Marvel premiere issues one and two. Um, I think this is sort of a not an anthology title, but just sort of a title where they're gonna just like try some weird shit out. Uh, so yeah. this is this is all that Warlock does, and then and like I said, I'm a I'm a proponent of these try it out character comics. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- it's it's not like we don't get new characters, but they they sort of. They always have to launch either as a backdoor pilot or just crash and fall when nobody reads them. And I don't think it's the great way to introduce characters for, I mean, for the way that the comics industry is just set up as a whole, right? Like you go to the comic store and there's, you know, 500 things to choose from. It just makes, it makes sense to have like, 
Let's see what's new and weird and like is never going to have to be commercially successful. But if people like yeah. it, they might give it a shot. Like yeah, it's exactly. such a better way to try out shit. And they're not, I don't think they're still doing it. I've, I haven't seen like a Marvel premieres or a, no, I haven't either. Anything like that. This apparently it, like was either they had just intended to do it all along or this, these two issues sold pretty well because uh, in short order, Warlock gets his own title and next week we're going to be reading Warlock issue one, I think. I will be very upset at you, Andy, if that comic ends up being just the origin story all over again. <laughs> I literally it pretty much my will. Be. It will not be my fault, but you can almost bet that in an issue one, they're going to recap because yeah. people will pick up an issue one and they're terrified that someone will be left out. And so I'm, I'm betting you issue one of Warlock will recap what's happened. And I'm preparing you right now so that you don't drop this anger on my doorstep next week. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk Luke Cage. I have been doing this thing in our list where when major heroes get their first appearances, I've been trying to drop them into our list so that we can check it out. And Luke Cage is, in my eyes, Power Man is a very important hero. And I wanted to make sure we saw this and it was way better than i thought it was going to be it was a good comic yeah it was a lot of fun yes uh it has the the requisite things that you expect from a superhero origin we we sort of set up a status quo we get his powers and we introduce his arch enemy and his arch enemy has a link to his past it's like by the book superhero and yet luke is awesome yeah luke is awesome and so i what i wanted to mention too off the top was uh I, I watched Marvel's Luke Cage. Uh, yeah. I assume a fair amount have. Um, and in the past, when we read these, um, you know, first appearances, most of the time they've been smoothed over the years so that their uh, their first movie or Netflix special or whatever doesn't really reflect the first issue we read. And yeah. that was, uh, you know, as true of Daredevil as well. Although I liked Daredevil mm-hmm. 1, which was also surprising. But uh, long story longer... A lot of the DNA of Luke Cage one makes it to the makes it to the Netflix series, which was cool. Yeah, it really does. I have to tell you guys, I've I did not watch this series on Netflix. That's oh, really? Fine. I mean, I just meant yeah. that um, I, I'm used to ex, I, I'm used to these comics having sort of evolved over 50 years or whatever and sort of made the origin story a little bit more. Yeah. Sm- yeah. Smooth, whatever it is you want to say. Sometimes better, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. worse. Always a little bit more uh, even. The first season's a little, a little stilted, like because uh, it's a it's a funky comic that's sort of out of time. Like Luke Cage talks like the sort of seven, you know, some sort of seventies seventies black exploitation character, and it, yeah, they're trying to find a way to preserve that aesthetic and also exist in you know in twenty fifteen or sixteen and whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the second season. I thought it was really good. It's wonderful. It's it's it was a lot of fun. And and like like Rory was saying, I felt that reading this issue and it was exciting. Uh you know, just to, the 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 basis recap, right? I mean, he's uh he's in jail and the guards are treating him like shit, but this new warden shows up who's sort of a progressive warden who uh who makes things a lot nicer all of a sudden and like kind of fires a couple or demotes a couple of the people who've been giving Luke a lot of problems. And a doctor is sent to look in on him after a fight. And the doctor's like, Hey, by the way, I have this like special secret grant from Stark industries to like do crazy (laughs) shit with the human body. Do you want in? 
And uh, yeah, so he like ends up opting in because it might like look good and get him out of jail on parole quicker. I miss some of this more rainbow hued version of the plot. Like I did not realize that the doctor has um, is there on sort of like behalf of Stark Industries, Mm -hmm. which I think was important to my reading of it because him and the warden are extra nice to Luke Cage and then want to do medical experiments on him. And I got a really yucky vibe off of it. I just thought that they were that they were shady dudes. I thought that the the warden was doing carrot instead of stick, and the mm-hmm. doctor uh, was had ulterior motives. Yeah, it has some shady energy for sure. It's got shady energy. He doesn't yeah. say he's there from Stark Industries. He says he got a grant from Stark Industries, and it's like, and he's ah, like kind of funded sure. by him, and he's like doing yeah, shit it, in the basement of this prison. It does have weird energy, yeah, and it looks like a warlock's lair. It, does <laughs> it looks like where wizards do spells. <laughs> but while he's while he's in the tube getting you know hey you'll heal better you'll do whatever uh the one of the one of the shitheads who had been making his life miserable who got demoted comes in and interrupts the whole process and fucks up everything and as a result of the accident that occurs luke cage becomes basically bulletproof and extra strong yeah and uh he uses it to bust out of jail and that's sort of like the the thing Luke Cage has a cool moment that I think, I don't know, it it informs both the character and the origin pretty well, where the doctor is going to give him some sort of anesthetic, and Luke Cage is like, nah, bro, I'm good. And the doctor's like, I've given this to everybody, it's standard procedure. And and Luke is like, yeah, and everybody died, so I'm good. (laughs) Uh, So he goes in, he goes into the the electro pool. uh, Yeah. Cold. Goes into yeah. surgery with no with no anesthetic, and I liked that moment. I thought it's character informative, and also gives a little bit of more jazz to how the experiment worked on him, because there is uh, again, you know, Tuskegee experiment notwithstanding. There's some sort of Mandingo vibes earlier when they're like, "Look at this specimen. He would be great for uh-huh. our mm-hmm. for yep. our yep. purposes." Yep. So I liked yes. I liked giving him a choice in that that seemed to be more important than his biological, you know, um, characteristics. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we also get a little of his backstory where, like, you know, his friend Willis and him were sort of fighting over the same girl. And Willis sort of went a little went a little off the deep end in the crime world. And uh, I didn't and... quite get this backstory. So they were both crime lords. And then Luke Cage decided no more crime lording. They were not crime lords. They were both. They were. They they worked together doing a bunch of small time crimes. It and sounded like they both made it to the top of their respect of like gang life before Luke stopped. Maybe in 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 any case, Luke did stop, but he ended up dating the girl Riva uh, yeah. because she left Willis after she got really freaked out by how like upsetting Willis Stryker's like crime life was, and so she's like, I don't want this in my life, and so she and Luke were dating. And Willis ends up uh, framing Luke for like, like he frames him with some drugs and like frames him up with the police. And so I think Luke is put in jail on drug crime charges. And while he's in jail, Willis Stryker ends up getting Reva killed. And so this is sort of his like big, you know, Mm. get the fuck out of jail. I need revenge on my former friend because he's, you know, he's. Also, he tells that whole story. So I, I got the impression it was further in the past. It, within the context of the comic, I would have liked to have him found out that Reva's died, you know, I know. page five or whatever. Have that this would have be been the cool. impetus for him to break out and have it be the impetus for him to decide to go ahead with the experiment. It would have made a little bit more sense. Well, Marvel is like these comics that we're reading 
they're doing that a lot. I feel like they're really leaning on like montage recap, backstory recap. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, big time. They're leaning so heavily on this really shitty narrative device that is not helpful at all. Like it doesn't get you in. When you introduce a new character like Luke, I don't want to see the defining moments of his life in montage and then watch more boring stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me the 100. good shit. Put me in there. Put me in the action. Yeah. Put me in coach. I still really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the final thing on our list, which was also very, very good. And, and it had Dracula in it. It was incredible. We're talking about Frank, Frank Dracula. <laughs> Hi, I'm mild mannered Frank Dracula. Franklin Dracula <laughs> is incredible. What he is Frank like Dracula? I mean, he's Frank Drake, but that's definitely just his Ellis Island name. He came to America. Yeah, I mean, or his parents that's came what to America they said. as Draculas. Oh, I yeah. missed that. If they actually said that, yeah, that it, that it got yeah, no, to I don't, I don't know if it was like Rory. I don't know if it was like Ooh, came to America, but like he he said that over the years his family changed their last name to like not have the association with Dracula. No, I don't like that they changed it because you wouldn't, if your name was Dracula and you wanted to change it, you wouldn't change it to Drac. That's like half of Dracula. <laughs> you, I, I like the idea that the, 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 the buffoons on Ellis Island were like, that's too long. You're, you're Drake. You're Drake. <laughs> you're just fucking Drake now, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's like his castle. He owns that castle, man. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird little backstory we have for Frank Drake. It's so funny. We spend about five pages of Frank Dracula crying about this castle he doesn't know what to do with. Like, <laughs> who cares? Let it, leave it alone then, Frank. Like, I don't know. Oh, what am I going to do with my castle? <laughs> this is not a relatable, this is not a relatable problem. Well, what what I think that we're, we're supposed to feel is that he, he was, he like inherited a few million dollars from his parents a single million dollars was it one million it was what he it says took my dad years to earn three years to earn a million dollars and took me one day to lose it or some shit like that i also would have liked it more if it was just the last remaining you know million of um of the Uh dracula fortune dracula's wild fortune because dracula also is sort of out of money he's got he's got coins tucked away in his coffin but otherwise gold thirsty he's He's gold thirsty as (laughs) shit two broke girls now (laughs) dracula and two broke girls his grand nephew (laughs) well i just yeah it it, like we're supposed to sort of be like oh this rich boy is down on his luck because he's made bad choices with his money and now his only his only useful thing that he owns anymore is this shitty castle i did kind of like it i found i found him much more likable than any other rich character we've been introduced to in comics yes 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 he's so likable his friend clifton is a piece of shit and but Frank Dracula I, I, did legit steal his best friend's girl for no reason. Well, okay. It's but, like on page one. She's like, I'm not with you anymore, Cliff. And I'm just like, why are there these three people hanging out? Like, this is, this is such <laughs> bad news. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you can't third wheel your girlfriend's ex. That's just weird as shit. Like, but, but they don't have Facebook to go meet new people in a group about liking dogs. <laughs> like, that's not... <laughs> He's like, these are my only two fucking friends, and now they're fucking, so. The thing the thing that I find interesting is that Clifton is so obviously shady and so obviously full of revenge <laughs> and, and evil. Or if not evil, just like anger. 
You brought an angry, angry man with you to Transylvania who is 100% going to betray you the first chance he gets. And you're not, you don't notice because you're Frank Dracula and you think you're <laughs> immune. I thought Clifton was kind of all right. He he, was, he he opened up the coffin, but he also staked Dracula. He was like, you know, better safe than sorry. No, he took the stake out of Dracula. What? No. There's, At the beginning there's, when he opens the tomb. Yeah. He's the, he's the reason Dracula comes back. He he's finds the stake the in Dracula the Dracula skeleton and is like, oh, look, it's totally Dracula. It's totally Dracula. <laughs> totally. And he pulls the stake out. And that's when Dracula wakes up when he turns his back. That does make a lot more sense. But I swear to God, I can vividly remember these panels. It's a skeleton. <laughs> I'm looking no at it right stake. Now. Skeleton, no stake. <laughs> Panel to the right. Skeleton staked. Is it just like a? Is this, am I supposed to imagine that it's a pan down that we just couldn't see the stake in the first panel? Hang on, I, think I, so. I will take a picture of it right now. I'm putting it in the Discord. So we look at the top picture. I, no, you're not wrong. Th- those those action lines look like he's plunging it into the. Thing. I do now see the stake there, but it is it's kind of in a busy picture with a lot of color and text. So my point basically is that earlier on in this issue, when they walk away and Cliff is left behind, Cliff goes like, yeah, you fucking bitch, walk off with my ex girlfriend and see what's going to happen. And then later he goes in and opens the tomb and is like, oh, fuck yeah, Dracula, let me just take that stake out. And then Dracula wakes up. So I don't, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of rope to give Cliff right now. <laughs> I just feel like Frank Dracula was not being sensitive about bringing his best friend and his and his new girlfriend he on wasn't. a trip to Transylvania. No, none of he them made a good call. Him. It's a bad group. It's a bad scene, and no one should be doing this. And I don't like it. They're out here trying to be Scooby Doo, but like Scooby Doo at least has a sense to not fuck Velma and Daphne. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo is a dog. So, oh wait, Scooby Doo is not the one with the beard. You're thinking of you thinking of Scooby Doo's monster. We're doing a lot of jibber jabber on this because it was really good. I really like Dracula, like a it lot. Was. And yes, the fact that they're telling a sort of rehash of an old story not only does it mean like. They're using one of the most iconic stories of all time, so they've got a lot of great material to work with. Uh, but they also have no bones about progressing the plot forward. In all three issues, we read mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. die, things happen. It's great. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, I, I, we don't need to recap the plot or anything. It's it's not it's nothing crazy. I mean, Dracula's coming after him, and he he does end up like turning Genie, the girl, uh, which is very sad. They have to they have to dust her. They have to stake her. It's uh, very upsetting. I, I don't want to pass this by. This is my favorite line. I don't know if it'll ever get topped by anything else in Dracula until, I mean, until it does, right? But it's just so funny because I read it and it sounded so much like a modern person all of a sudden that wasn't speaking like Dracula. So he's, he finds <laughs> this old servant of his named Carl and and suddenly he's like, oh my God, my Lord Dracula, you're back. And uh, he says, as always, my count, I am yours. And Dracula goes, you think I'm not aware of that, Carl? <laughs> and I read it like you that. You can say that as a Master like, Shakes voice. Yeah. <laughs> I know Carl, but it, it wasn't like it wasn't like you think I'm you think I'm not aware of that, Carl. It was like, come on, Carl. You don't think I know? I I need that to be Dracula's voice for the whole series. That is his voice. He's like a Billy Damn Eichner it, meets like a. 
hey, can we cast <laughs> Billy? Oh, cast <laughs> William T. Eichner as Dracula in this series? What do you think, Dracula? <laughs> Who that old dude? How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> I need to suck your blood, ma'am. Can I give you a dollar to suck your blood on the street? Ma'am. Ma'am, would you kiss a Dracula for a dollar? Ma'am, sir? <laughs> Our Billy Eichner is so good. You can't tell it's us. <laughs> also, the the text, the uh, the narration blocks are punching way above Marvel's weight class right now. Yes. Uh, yes. And you know, it's actually really funny that you mentioned that because last week Andy had this weird thought in his brain that it was going to be all old timey text. <laughs> and he was like, you guys better watch I, out I for know, that Dracula. But- it's going to be like ye old Transylvania. Dude, it, it was could incredible. have been. It could well, have been Thor. Glance, it could have been, could have been so bad. I know. I was just so, so fucking pleasantly surprised. I mean, there were painful parts. They had horrible Cockney accents a lot. They went to go to London at one point, and it is just just a mess to read. <laughs> um, in the beginning of the second issue, some like random sort of you know town you know town idiot has joined uh, Frank Dracula. He's with this guy named Gorp all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Gor- <laughs> it's like Gort. Gort. He's mute, but very <laughs> <a> strong. <laughs> It's so funny. Um, <laughs> We're in Tomb of Dracula podcast now. I kind of dig the idea too that he's a Dracula and not a Van Helsing. Like we're that's yeah. kind of the he's the Frank re, the Reduxes I'm familiar with are all some descendant yep. of Van Helsing, and he's like, no, I'm like he's, he's not even that much that younger. Van he does. He meets a hot Van Helsing. Yeah. That's not wrong. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel, uh, but um, I think she's. I think she's spoken for because she hangs out with a with a sexual giant. Yes, she does. Oh man, yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, I want to see to what extent this is going to be kind of like an anthology series because I don't know if we're always going to follow Frank Dracula or if like now we've got this like that we get teased at the end of issue three with this new plot about a, a woman named Ilsa Strangway who like maybe wants to kind of vamp up so that she stays young. And, like, I don't know if we're going to, like, jump to new characters and follow them and Dracula is always a part of it or if it's, like, always Frank Dracula. She's absolutely trying to get vamped. That that lady wants to be vamped. God, what a, what a time to be alive. Dracula. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Shane, is Dracula in the fuck, Mary kill today? Um, I listen, kind of. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the fuck, Mary kill corner. <laughs> Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is uh, the one. Hello, yes, thank you. You know, we had a little bit of controversy today on the podcast talking about the reading lists that Andy decided to uh, <laughs> give us. So my fuck Mary kill is aimed a little bit more towards an idea than any specific character. Uh-huh. Um, and so first off, your first option, your first option for fuck Mary kill is the uh two fantastic four comics that we read <laughs> okay uh oh, secondly boy. you have the avengers comics that we were forced to read oh no and oh, the last but not least you absolutely have the dracula comic i feel like this is kind of no contest i don't know if anybody else has well okay we'll see. okay but you, you can't want to kill, kill two of them and marry one <laughs> yeah you see he, yeah but but That's given the, the given the option of only killing one i think for me you have to kill avengers i suppose shane might kill fantastic four 
But oh, it's I a toss kill up. Fantastic Four with my bare hands. Uh, I kill Avengers. I thought it was much less readable and way longer. And uh, I, I look into Fantastic Four's eyes as I choke the life out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you 100%. So now, given the fact that I've killed Avengers and I refuse to marry Fantastic Four, I'll just <laughs> have to hate fuck it once and then marry Dracula. I feel like everybody marries Dracula. So that sort of ties our hands. I feel like everybody marries Dracula. I mean, give it a chance. Wouldn't everyone marry Dracula? I, I, I feel like everyone should marry Dracula, but can I just play a little bit of devil's advocate here for a second? Okay, and let's hear it. Can, yeah. can I try to sell you? Can I try to sell you on maybe, maybe marrying the Avengers? Uh, not and then, me, maybe Andy. And then, no, but hang on, listen, becoming estranged from them and then, I don't know, locking them in a tower. <laughs> And then oh. doing a little bit of Clifton to Frankie slide hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like they can exist, but just not in your space. I feel like I'd just I... rather have Dracula. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you want more? Do you want to be married to Dracula? Or do you want to like really humiliate Avengers in a messy divorce? <laughs> oh, I want to humiliate the Avengers. <laughs> I I think I still have to marry Dracula. I think I have to I have to marry Dracula, but I would fuck the Avengers and kill Fantastic Four. Okay, I so, hate those so, issues of Fantastic Four really. I let me were, let me especially when Reed Richards was all wrapped up around the surfboard. It's <laughs> 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 pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I did like when he was wrapped up on the surfboard. That was good. Can we do a fuck Mary kill within fuck Mary kill? Oh. Uh Okay, so we all married Dracula. So just to get add a little more, add a little more spice to it, because I think that was a no-brainer. Let's say, let's say your choices are uh, Clifton, Genie, and Rachel Van Helsing. Oh. Whoa! Not Dracula Whoa. or okay. too easy. Or no Drake. easy. You can't. No easy. Easy. You're, you're not going to give me Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> you're not listening. No you're not going to give me Dracula <laughs> screaming. He, all of the sound <laughs> effects in the book are just name. giant ease of Dracula flying at the camera. Just ee. Like every single time, <laughs> I I kill Genie. Sure, that's yeah. I ki- I kill Genie. I fuck Cliff, and I marry Van Helsing. Well, if we're going on the rules from a couple weeks ago, where you guys wouldn't knowing that Captain George Stacy was going to die in a few pages, you didn't you were you wanted to take that into account. I know that Genie gets turned into a vampire, oh, and so I'm not into that. No, so she's gonna I die. think. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't I think I kill her. I think I I think I kill Jeannie and I I marry Rachel Van Helsing because she seems dope. Yeah, she does seem dope. Yeah, she seems cool as hell. I would I would definitely at least fuck Jeannie. Like I don't know if I want to be married to an evil mm-hmm. vampire, but <laughs> I liked the energy that she brought to the second issue before she gets axed. Yeah. It's a little dawn little dawn yeah. to dusk in your yeah, coffee. She's, yeah, she's yeah, a little bit of Salma Hayek and the snake. Yeah, and I'm just uh, and I'm just a man with a revolver for a dick. Mm. Uh, no, but so I liked her. I liked the character. She was like sexy and creepy and mean. And I like I like on the page. I really dug what was going on. I think I could get I think I could get yep. 30 minutes of enjoyment out of that character. Uh, <laughs> you know, back home. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you kill Clifton. You I, as much as I was sort of singing he's trying to trying to uh get cut him a break in the context of the story delvin don't marry him delvin don't fuck him see a cliff nah. and uh by cliff yeah and you marry you marry rachel van helsing yeah yep 
Nice. Well, if we're all agreed, then but then we got to go with, is, with a, uh, a fuck Mary kill within a fuck Mary kill within a fuck Mary kill. We got <laughs> no. 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 Okay, you have to, we have okay. to get out of here. Okay. Okay. We have so to Rachel, okay. Rachel so Van Helsing's left top, arm. The Rachel Van Helsing's <laughs> right <laughs> arm. <laughs> this has been issue twenty-two of of the Infinite Dracula, uh, our new podcast only about chronological Dracula. <laughs> and uh, to take some some language that I found from an issue I've forgotten, but from one of those fun little uh, uh, narration panels. We will have to talk to you elsewhere and other when. Ooh, I live. Ooh, that's good. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.